Slashies and welcome to Slash, a horror podcast where we talk about the scares, the screams and the spooky stuff. My name is Grace. And my name is Walter. And today we'll be talking about the 2021 horror film Old <laughs> by M. Night Shyamalan, uh, which we again get got to see in theatres. Very thankful for that. Um, and we were both very hyped about this. We had seen the trailer and uh, the concept sounded really cool. Uh, yeah, we just got fresh out of the film, so um, let's launch into the synopsis and then we'll tell you what we thought about it. Grace, why don't you grace us, please? Thank you. So, all this is a 2021 thriller film written, directed and co-produced by M. Night Shyamalan. This is loosely based on the graphic novel Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. The film follows a group of vacationers that are staying in a luxurious hotel which is affiliated with the pharmaceutical company Warren & Warren. On the hotel manager's recommendation, the Kappa family, consisting of Prisca Guy and their two young children Maddox and Trent, visit a secluded private beach that is cut off from the rest of the island by mysterious rock formations. Here the family meets three other parties, including a well-known rapper by the name of Midsize Sedan. When playing in the water, Trent stumbles on the drowned corpse of Sedan's companion. This discovery kickstarts a series of increasingly strange events, including the sudden death of an elderly vacationer and a young dog, and the rapid aging of Trent and Maddox, as well as Kara, the other family's child. While the adults look for a way off the island, they discover that Sedan's companion has decomposed unnaturally fast, and they piece together that the beach is speeding up their aging. At this point, Kara is going into labour with Trent and her baby. The baby immediately dies from a lack of attention. The party desperately searches for a way of the island, while they both physically and mentally deteriorate due to the beach's nature. Whenever they try to escape out of it, they black out. They also discover that they have been most likely abandoned by the resort on purpose and that a member from each party is suffering from an illness. The party number dwindles as several people die trying to escape or by the hands of Charles, a schizophrenic surgeon who compulsively stabs people. In the end, only the Kappa family survives, and Prisca and Guy, who are planning on divorcing each other after the holiday, rekindle their relationship and find peace in their final moments together. The next morning, 60-year-old Trent and Maddox play in the sand when Trent translates a coded message he was given by a boy in the hotel. The message allows them to escape via the coral reef in the ocean and Maddox and Trent use the help of a police officer they met earlier to unmask the resort for using the beach for involuntary and inhumane drug tests. Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh... So that's a lot. That's a lot right there, um, as you can probably guess from the synopsis. Um, uh, I don't even know, man. I, I, I'm just going to come out and say it. I didn't like it. didn't like it very much. No, I think this film was at least at least half an hour too long. It was being very generous. I think we could say an hour too long. Uh, an hour too long, yeah, yeah for it's, sure. It's two and a half hours? Yeah, approximately. Yeah. Um, and it feels like it, which is not a good thing. No, uh, it makes you feel old, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a really weird film. It's just, mm -hmm. it, it was really weird to me from, sort of from the get-go, because I went into it not knowing what to expect, but not in a good way, because the trailer is not necessarily bad or anything like you have this complaint that trailers reveal too much mm. but there's not much to reveal about this film because as soon as you know the premise like oh this beach ages people incredibly fast mm. 
you know, that's if that's the whole sitch of the film, then you know that's not tense anymore. That's something I know from the get go. Yeah. So then I'm wondering, going into this, okay, what the fuck's gonna happen? What's gonna be the the struggle, or what's gonna be the the struggle for like for the what's what's gonna keep this engaging for two and a half hours? Exactly, because it takes like a good hour, maybe an hour and a half before the characters piece together that they're aging. Yeah. That's a really long time. Like then you're halfway through the film, and that's just way too long because. You already know that that's the premise the whole time. You're like, okay, when are the characters going to catch up? And then when they figure out that they're aging, they they can't leave the beach. No. So even though they're trying, it's very clear that they're not going to get off the beach. And then in like the final 15 minutes, Maddox and Trent escape and then just take down the entire corporate scheme scheme yeah and the 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 whole plot point of they can't leave uh like leaving the logic out of it like the eternal logic is sound enough you know if you, i'll i'll suspend all of my disbelief and go along with the film on that you know don't give a shit but if you establish really really clearly that they can't possibly leave and of course that's the coral loophole later but if that they can't possibly leave then what's the fucking point what, what am I? What, then what am I looking at? If, if it's so futile, then there's no that deflates all the tension because yeah. I'm just looking at a bunch of people who are dying. Yeah, exactly. And and I at some point I was wondering if that was the point, uh, but I think that's when we're we're entering kind of the territory of theme. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say one more thing about just the plot itself, and which is, um, we said this before. You can tell a lot about a film. Uh, whether a film is good or not based on the synopsis. Yeah. And for this, um, the premise of this film, of course, is this sort of fear of, of growing old. Yeah. And being confronted with their own mortality and especially uh, mortality that comes with aging. Yeah. So, for instance, at some point, a guy goes partially blind and Prisca loses her hearing in one ear and how that is kind of terrifying because you know that is something that is you know in your future and you might not be able to do anything about it and it's just part of life and you have to accept that yeah and that that can be scary um but that's a very i think internal and very personal fear right that is a very character driven fear yeah and this despite it seeming like it is not a character driven story no. Things are constantly happening to the characters and they are just being subjected to the to it. Yeah. The characters don't really have much of an arc. They don't really feel like they have a really rich inner world. Because I did these synopsis and I didn't need to tell you any personal quirk about the characters. No. I didn't need to tell you that Trent... Um, likes to make lists of things because it's not important at any point that he has that character trait. No, not really. And he's probably most fleshed out character. Yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, the, the you have the other two families. Uh, you have Jaren and Patricia. Sure, yeah. And they are nice and that's basically the whole character. Yeah. And then you have Charles and Crystal... 
And Agnes. And Agnes. Agnes is old and yeah. dies. That's her whole character. And then Kara, the child. The child. Yeah. And Charles is a schizophrenic... Surgeon. Surgeon. And that's basically his whole thing. Yeah. And Crystal's vain. Yes. And that's it. That's that's it. That Those are the characters. They're really like so characters. And, and that can be interesting if you want to do like more a global look at like how do these sort of like stock characters that represent certain archetypes act in a stressful situation, like with uh, Kring. Yeah. Um, exactly what I was thinking. But it's such a it, yeah. small cast that they just it just feels empty. And there's so much space in this film, and there's so much time in this film, and then not to develop your characters. It's just... It's, it's almost a feat in itself that they managed to f- make this two and a half hours without really developing any characters yeah and i uh actually read a review on vulture.com by uh alison wilmore and i had it written down and it sort of ties in what you said just now and i think uh, i'm gonna assume she but sorry if i'm misgendering you for some reason um uh she actually nails it on the head like what you said this film wants you to care about the characters even though the premise of the film itself doesn't care about the characters because they are uh they're being experimented on that's the whole thing Mm. like people age rapidly in a day so they can test experimental drugs on them and see how they would last over a lifetime you know makes sense so they want the film wants you to look at these people as test subjects nameless test subjects Mm. And Alison Wilmore says, they're barely characters is the thing, more of a collection of professional titles. And the film is asking you to care about them, even though the film itself doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought that was really, yes, that's exactly true. They are just numbers on a a list because they are like batch 73, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's so weird. Yeah. It doesn't work because it's no. not engaging. No, because you can't have you can't have us care about ca- not care about these characters because mm. then because then I'm just you're back to just watching people die. Yeah, and everything happens really fast, and that's of course the point of the film. But for instance, Kara, she enters that beach as a six-year-old, and then quite quickly afterwards, she's an adult woman, and she's had intercourse, and she's pregnant, and she went into labor and then a child died but all of that feels like it happens in like they say her whole pregnancy lasts 20 minutes yeah in the story and then in probably screen time it's more like five yeah and then the baby you know dies and that's supposed to be this really sad moment for her and 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 that really like has a huge impact on her character but because it's so it's such a blip in the storyline that it's really glossed over by the film yeah and then you kind of gloss over it and then it doesn't really you're not really sure if it has affected her or not no and then suddenly trent is really sad mm-hmm. um at some point uh, they're sitting on the beach and they're talking to each other and then Trent suddenly is like, we need to give him a burial. Mm. And then he picks up this towel, which clearly has bones in it. You can hear it rattling around. And then suddenly we have to care about the child again because he's going going to bury it. Yeah. It's so, it's almost comical at some point. Like, especially what you said, like, that they say, oh, he was only alive for a minute, but he died of a lack of attention. Same. And I was... Pure seriousness. There was no joke in there. I hope it wasn't a joke, because that's really weird to have a joke in that moment. Yeah. That was so... That's sort of when the film really started losing me. 
Yeah, it was really, really strange. It was really, it was just not that well done. No. And and the dialogue was really ham-fisted because the characters were so underdeveloped. They often just literally said what they were thinking or feeling or what they were going through. Yeah. So, for instance, when Charles was kind of losing his grip on reality, he quite literally says, I'm hearing things. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't him, like, at the beginning of, like, going into his... Psychosis. Psychosis. Like, this is him, like, be in the middle of it, like, he's in al- the climax. He's already stabbed a dude. Yeah, multiple people. Yeah. yeah. Or, or people would just literally be like, oh, like, for instance, uh, Prisca has a, a tumor. Yeah. And that it keeps, like, rapidly growing. So they need to cut it out of her and, like... In that moment that they do it, it like changes size from like a a, a, golf, a ball. golf ball to like a, a melon. Yeah. And then they cut it out, and then she she looks at her husband, and she's like, "I feel better." And it is such a strange thing. Okay, yeah, sure, she she feels better because she's had the tumor removed, but like that is also supposed to represent that now she feels good about their marriage again. Yeah. It's all really like blatant. Blatant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I don't know. The like characters will be crying and then say, "I'm sad," and like, "Well, yeah, I grasped as much." Yeah. The film really thinks you don't understand anything of what it's trying to do. No, and this is probably because it knows that it's got a really good premise on its hands. Mm-hmm. And then it's just very anxiously trying to protect that premise, you know? Mm-hmm. And then to to a fault, you know? It, just, it wants to make sure that we get mm-hmm. the full experience. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to sort of be hand-fed to you. Yeah. Just so you can fully taste and fully admire how good this premise is. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's go into premise and, and theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, this film is a little bit confused, I think, about what it's trying to say. Thematically. Yeah, so am I. So, the most clear theme that has going on is time. Time. And it's mostly that we... um, That the characters are too preoccupied with things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, for instance, while they're going to their hotel, a a guy says, Notice that Prisca is working. And it's like, oh, can't you ever just put down your laptop and enjoy that we're here together in these beautiful surroundings? Yeah. And even say that literally like, oh, you need to enjoy this time, cherish this time, you know, look out the window, look how beautiful it is here. And they have other characters that are preoccupied with other things, like, for instance, Crystal, uh, who, you know, she's like the kind of like trophy wife sort of bimbo character that they've brought along and she's very like stereotypically beautiful and mean character yeah and like constantly looking in a mirror and preoccupied with that and then of course it's like okay she's so preoccupied with the looks but looks looks fade yeah and then what's left you know what's left and then someone else is fighting with her sister and it's like oh why did we fight all this time over nothing, we should have spent time together, etc. It's kind of repeated over and over and over again. We should just enjoy the time we have. And you you can have an opinion on that, whether you think that's a good theme or a bad theme. That seems to be the strongest theme there is in the film. And then, um, in the end, Prisca and Guy 
kind of comment on that literally quite explicitly when they say you know what why do we even want to leave this beach and this is a place where we can be together and there's no distraction outside distractions and just you and me and really there's no other place i would i would want to be than on this beach right now with you experiencing my like final moments in peace with my loved ones yeah and that's quite that that was quite a beautiful moment yeah that was good yes yeah and then uh you know maddox and trent get to spend that like these last moments with their parents and then the next morning they're like should we even still try to find a way off the beach or you know they kind of have given up they know there's not really a point and then trent says you know before we continue looking shall we build a sandcastle yeah of course, a sandcastle is a beautiful metaphor for all of it because it's something that's very temporary, but it doesn't mean it's not a worthwhile thing to do, yeah. to make. It's time well spent. Yeah. And then they make a sandcastle. And I thought that was going to be the end of the film. Yeah. And it was just going to be, you know, we have this existential dread of growing old and losing parts of ourself in the process of aging, losing our functions. But... There's also something beautiful about it, and it's not something you can you can stop. You can't overcome aging. Yeah. And you should just enjoy the time you have with the people that you enjoy spending time with. Yeah. And that's it. And then it just takes a, f- a really weird turn. Yeah, because then it brings in the the secret message that you said the co- the coded message from mm. Idlib. It's yeah. the kid's name, right? Idlib. Uh, who- Adlib. Adlib, <laughs> who is a, a kid that they use, clearly used to wrangle other kids like at the hotel. So if they, they clearly coax in these families and then Idlib is sort of there to influence the children of the families and stuff. What? No, that's what? not a thing in the film. Yeah, at all. It, yeah, it is. No. Yeah, that's why his uncle's making him play with other kids. No, he's like, don't play with the kids that I'm going to kill. Oh, okay. Then, sorry. <laughs> oh, fuck me then. Um, he gives... Trent a coded message because uh, and uh, it says like my uncle doesn't like the coral or something yeah. and for some reason passing through the coral breaks the connection with the island and they can escape and then you know there's a scene where they swim into the coral and then the what's her name Maddox gets stuck and you think like oh they're gonna make it aren't they and then you get this self-indulgent shot of M Night Shyamalan filming first the audience like you look down the camera lens and down m night Shyamalan's smug face mm-hmm. um and then uh, he reports to base like hey this is the experiment 73 has terminated they have drowned even though he hasn't confirmed the kill mm-hmm. which is gonna come up later and then of course big surprise they haven't drowned and then they uh, uh, maddox and trent arrive at the hotel they expose the whole thing but, but why why does it have to, why does it have to go there like you said it had such a neat little bow and then it's like aha but no no we're gonna put this little neat little parcel in a bigger box yeah and then you see the the lab and they're like oh you know we've stumbled upon this beach and we feel like it is our purpose to use it to develop med- medicine because you know we can they basically all of them had had a cocktail that had medicine in it yeah and the idea is that you know usually if you really wanted to test the effects of medicine on someone and you really wanted to know what it did and how long it would be effective, 
you would have to study them for a lifetime and you know you don't really have that time no so now they could study them for a day and have all the data of a lifetime and for instance now because they sent these people there they found a drug for a certain type of epilepsy yeah because uh patricia didn't have a seizure for eight and a half hours which which would be like 16 years yeah so then they kind of pose act like they're going to pose this question where they're like okay of course it's not it's not ethical what they're doing right basically just involuntarily using these people as test subjects no but you know i guess there is an argument to be made by like okay you should do the thing that brings the greatest number of happiness to the greatest number of people yeah and in that case you know sacrificing patricia but saving millions and millions of people that suffer from epilepsy um, or that haven't even been born and going to suffer from epilepsy yeah exactly is it's a, that it's a very utilitarian way of looking yeah, at it, it yeah is that is that you know how do we feel about that yeah and it could be interesting to leave it at that and leave that question hanging for the audience like yeah how do i feel about the does that change the way that i've i've experienced the experiment but then it's like no we very much want you to go away go home and uh, know that this is bad and that we are against this so we're gonna have a happy end in which maddox and trent just take down this organization yeah and to be honest but they found one cop and that cop just best cop ever immediately was able to shut down the whole organization yeah immediately believe them as well yeah because time goes faster there so it's able to get back up super fast but honestly i just don't give a crap about the whole science plot because that's not the the rest of the film that's not the film i've just been watching i don't i think it's just straight up bad to have us ponder on the theme of mortality mm. and limited time and sort of your encroaching mm. age. Uh, and then in the last hour, hour and a half, throw this new theme into our face and make that the real theme of the film. Yeah. I think that is just plain bad. Yeah. And I don't get it. I just don't get... Because you should know that that's not the point of your film at what point do you decide that's not the point of the film anymore yeah because the film isn't called science it's not called meds or whatever no. or big pharma yeah like when do you when did you lose track of the fact that that wasn't the point of your film i also think a good horror film uses a manipulates a very simple fear yeah it has to be sort of like an an, an elemental fear yes and like you know, getting old and, and helpless and losing functions and, and feeling like maybe you're losing your identity a little bit. Yeah. You big pharma kidnapping you to an island and then like a fancy resort and forcing you to be in a drug experiment that you can escape through from a coral reef is not an elemental fear. Uh, well, you'd be surprised for how many people that would be an elemental fear, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, that water is clearly full of 5G. They're just... Uh, oh, no. No! This is an anti-vax film. No! Am I wrong? Oh, no, you're not. And I absolutely hate it. Yeah, this film is anti-vax. There you have it. That's what all is really about. All is about don't get fucking vaccinated because it will... It's either 
just big pharma is bad mm. and has developed this vaccine over the backs of uh, faceless, innocent uh, human test subjects, or it's going to use you as a test subject. That's what this film is saying. That is what this ending is making me think right now. That's horrible. Do do get vaccinated. Please vaccinate yourselves if you can. If you're not, and yeah. please vaccinate yourselves for those who can't. Oh. Yeah. So. I hated that. I hated <laughs> everything about that. Thank you very much. I'm very satisfied right now. Um. Let's see. I think probably the worst offense of this film, um, disregarding the fact that it may or may not be anti-vax propaganda, is that it's just boring. Yeah. It's just kind of really boring. And, you know, we went into this. It's supposed to be a thriller. It's supposed to be a horror film. And it doesn't have any really good scares. It doesn't have any moments where I felt uncomfortable or squee- uh, squeamish, mm-hmm. queasy. At least it not actually, for the right reasons. It actually is kind of chased in that in that way yeah um so whenever someone dies and 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 like the decomposing body it doesn't really show it it just shows the characters reactions to it and i felt like those were fairly tame as well so damn yeah oh man okay we'll talk about mid-sized sedan later (laughs) um but um yeah yeah so it's not super (laughs) scary and I think the only moment where I really felt uncomfortable and it was creepy was uh, with Crystal. Yeah, that was a good horror moment. Yeah. So just to explain Crystal a little bit more, like I said, Crystal's like the, the bimbo trophy wife who's vain. And of course, aging uh, hits her harder than the others. And uh, kind of, honestly, the film is really punishing her for being vain and beautiful. Like, this is definitely the film being like, vanity, this is you, you know? Uh, So she has a calcium deficiency. Mm -hmm. So, which means that while she's aging rapidly, uh, she is developing a, like, a hunch, I guess? Yeah, a a hunchback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's ironic because earlier in the film, she told her daughter to sit up straight or she would develop a hunch and no one would be attracted to her anymore. And now she has it. Oh, such dramatic irony. Such good. <laughs> such good. And um, her makeup is like, oh, that's like run down her face because clearly this woman that's so vain didn't bring a makeup wipe to the beach, didn't bring any like makeup to touch, touch it up. And her hair is kind of like messed up. And this woman... Who is, by the way, still still like beautiful, conventionally attractive. conventionally attractive. Like we've got a real Yennefer situation on our hands. If you've seen The Witcher, is cre- creeping and crawling around this island like she has turned into Caliban, and like they look at her and she's like, "Don't look at me." They have like a single match, and they're just like looking at her like she's a freaking horror monster, and she's just like she's just like growling at them like, "Don't look at me." And then she tries to throw a rock at them. Yeah. And she does something weird and it falls on her arm and her arm breaks. But because time goes so fast, it immediately heals. But it like healed. Well, it was like in a bad position. So her arm is all like gnarly and twisted. Yeah. And then she gets stuck in a little crevice. A little crevice and then turns into a pinball. And just 
I don't know exactly what was going on. It was weird that, and it kind of creepy. But you get stuck and she's like trying to wiggle her way out. And because she has a calcium deficiency, all her bones are very prone to like breaking. And she just keeps breaking her arms and her legs over and over again. And they keep setting in like weird positions. So she's all like mangled. mangled. And then dies. Eventually, I think she breaks like I think she breaks her neck. That Probably. I assume, or a spine, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was really creepy. That was yeah. a really creepy visual. Objectively. Objectively. Yeah. There's another one that they that I think is supposed to be a really creepy visual, and that's when someone gets Priska cuts Charles to to stop him from killing Guy. Yeah. Um, and she cuts him with a rusty knife, and then she says, "There's rust on here. This will give you. This will poison you." Because clearly this this surgeon needs to be told this. Like, again, this is like clearly them talking to the audience, thinking that we don't understand that a rusty knife isn't going to be great for your health. Yeah, so it basically gets like super tetanus, I guess. Yeah, yeah, immediately and then immediately dies. But that wasn't, that was a bit too cartoony. Yeah, not, also not the best effects. Like the CG in, in general is horrible. There's not that much CG, but whatever no. it was there, it did look good. The coral reef was especially bad to the point that we both thought it was purposely bad and was there was like they were going to reveal that it was actually a set and they weren't even on like a beach. They were just in like sort of a uh, simulation. Simulation. Uh, what is he called? Uh, Bruce, Bruce, no, uh, Truman Show. Truman Show, like. Uh, tropical yeah, islands sort of dome situation yeah, yeah. Tropi- did you just reference fucking tropical islands nobody knows tropical <laughs> islands shout out to those people in berlin germany who live near tropical islands and know what we mean yeah i'm very jealous of you that you live near tropical islands <laughs> yeah the tropical islands is the best sponsored uh, by <laughs> please sponsor us uh, for the seven people that listen to our podcast regularly um yeah, I, by the way, I was looking at reviews and like at the IMDb page, uh, like about the gore and stuff. This movie is PG-13. Mm. Um, so and I don't know if they made it with that rating in mind, because yeah, they very much keep all the gore and whatever off screen. And they try to do like fun things with it, like, but I th- also think it's kind of a little overindulgent. Like, for example, the way they reveal that the, the dead woman has decomposed really fast mm. is shot from the perspective of her fucking rib cage mm. and then you see all the characters looking into the camera sort of through the ribs of the woman and uh, very parts of the caribbean yeah it's very parts of the caribbean i thought this was going to be a cure for wellness ripoff like oh, they oh, i wish yeah they they arrived at this ominous resort and they're like oh yeah and then they have this vaguely scandinavian dude this nils manager oh. guy it's like, oh, yes, the, the water is very special. There is lots of minerals in there. It's like, yeah, okay, it's going to be fucking eels or something. And then all these, like, other rich asshole people that live here are going to use their their youth, the youth of these people, to sort of revitalize themselves. Like, I was like, okay. And I was ready to be so annoyed with, like, M. Night Shyamalan from, please don't tell me you're going to take the... the a pretty cool premise of like these people aging super fast and then make it the most bland ass shit of oh they're stealing their youth uh, i was ready to be annoyed and somehow i'm more annoyed now with I, whatever I, this was i wish it had been a uh cure for wellness thing because then at least then you have like a message like how like the like elite is um you know draining draining the other classes and how everything 
basically you have as commoditized in late capitalism. Yeah. You work and then you die. Yeah. Instead, we have something about big pharma, bad. Aging, sad. Aging, sad, but also not so sad. But also you can overcome aging if you swim. Yeah, if you swim. I I think this probably worked way better as a novel. Yeah, as a visual novel specifically. Yeah. Mm. Um, or, you know, staying on the topic of time, it would have been a really nice short film, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, no, legit. This could have started with them arriving at the beach and, as you said, ended with the sandcastle, you know? Could have been an hour long. Would yeah. have been fine. And then you can cut out at all the side characters, mm. like the two other families keep all the racist subplots out of it and then you just have this and then you have this beautiful story of this family coming together in the final moments and then dying you know? yeah let's address why this film has a little a few bits uh, um, yeah uh, oofy woofies has some oofy woofies um specifically mid-sized sedan mid-sized sedan so <laughs> I mean, the name alone immediately just says this is a joke character. <laughs> so this is a uh, mid-sized sedan is the only African-American man yes. in the cast. Uh, disregarding the police officer who has two lines. <laughs> also, whenever there's a good cop in films, it's an African-American man. Yeah. Just want to just put that out there. And he... Clearly, they're trying to do something like, oh, they misjudge him. Yeah. Like, people think, oh, you know, he's a rapper. And and, and Charles, who is, like, the asshole, like, surgeon, immediately assumes that Midsize Sedan killed his female companion. Yeah. uh, Which he didn't do, very clearly didn't do. um, Because Charles is racist. And um, then later, he also... Uh, hurts mid-sized sedan yeah and then even later kills him yes and people are a little bit too chill about all of that by the way mm-hmm. including the other african american person that is there yeah um but the way he is written it's like yeah they're trying to be like oh you know he's has a lot more like deep thoughts to him than you think but at the same time i think like of his lines is just him going, damn, 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 damn. damn. And yeah, I know it was just not very well thought out. No. And, you know, I, I, I get what you're going for if you want to go for like, he's immediately racially profiled Mm. and, you know, asshole racist Mm. guy is an asshole racist. And uh, I read on Wikipedia and I can probably safely assume that M. Night Shyamalan himself has probably had, has had to deal with a fair share of racism himself. Mm. But is this film really the setting, time and place? Or is this the way to tackle the race issue right there in this way? Because I think now what it mostly accomplishes is that the one African-American man you have in your film is just not on your film anymore very early on like that's the only thing it does really 
They they narrowly escape the the person of color dies first trope by killing off two women and a dog first. Yeah. Good job. Okay, then let's use this to segue into women. Yes. Um, this film definitely is directed with the male gaze. I don't get why cinema its cinematography was praised this much because I don't think. It was that outstanding um, in, during the good moments, and I certainly didn't think it was very good during the bad moments. Um, so it o- basically opens with a sedan's female companion stripping, looking back at the camera lust- lustily, lustfully, yeah, and then you know skinny dipping. A very cliche horror film opening. You know, if you skinny dip. And you're going swimming, you're gonna die. That's horror film rules, you know? But clearly, that's not what the film is trying to do. Like, it's not trying to emulate any slashers. So it just feels really, really. Male gazy. Really male gazy. And there's just a few of those moments in there that I find very uncomfortable. For instance, when Maddox starts having her gross spurt. Yeah. There's like this moment where she is in like a bikini that is too small and they really draw attention to that as well i like make a point of it that she needs to change into a different bikini even though the same thing is going on with trent and they don't make it they don't make a point of it at all no the only thing to say about him is my shorts are a little tight you know but they don't give you get they don't get a shot of it no no and um yeah that's just really uncomfortable and also the thing they never really establish if the kids are aging mentally. So they do say that a few times. Like, oh, I do feel like... What does Maddox say? My world has more colors in it now. Yeah. And I think Kara says, says it as well. Like, oh, I'm, I'm changing in my mind as well. Yeah. But they act very childish and very uh, naive. Naive. Really. Yeah. Like, they... Even though they, they may be developing mentally as well, they're not like they're not in school, so they're not learning anything. No. And then Kara and um, Trent having intercourse and her having a baby. Thank you for not showing that at least. Christ, that would have been bad. And like her having a baby and it's just all really uncomfortable because they're also like literally crying for their parents the whole film and canonically six years old yeah it just i don't yeah. think it was necessary it like it, it was more shocking because it happened to the children yeah but like but not in a good way you know charles could have banged crystal yeah could have yeah you know they're on their beach holiday Anything could have happened that wasn't this. Basically, yeah. it's what I'm saying. I, I actually wouldn't have. I, I would have liked it if the child, the, the baby, had survived. Yeah. And then had grown up in that situation. Yeah. How fucking cool would that have been? Maybe get a sort of this enfant sauvage yeah. situation, but raised by people instead of like wolves or whatever. Yeah. You know. That's like Twilight breaking down. Huh. Yeah, it was all a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say what I'm thinking, but I'm kind of leaning towards doing it anyway. A bit fetishy. No, I was gonna say this film also had a little bit of little bit of neckbeard vibes. Mm. Like clearly criticizing female vanity. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. But on the other hand, really fetishizing the female form and 
especially Maddox. Maddox younger girls, yes. Yeah, because she's kind of like pure untouched, you know. Yeah, because uh, also yeah, because also uh, and, and Priska and Priska, who yeah. after the tumor is removed, suddenly loves her husband again and doesn't want to and doesn't Divorce. want to pursue any other relationships anymore. Yeah. And is also really chastised for uh, seeking comfort with someone else that isn't her husband when she had found out about the tumor. Uh, and she's chastised by her pure and angelic daughter, Maddox. Mm. And also, as soon as Kara loses her virginity, she can die. So, uh, yeah, that in combination with the fact that this is an anti-vax film, I would say this film is properly red-pilled. <laughs> This film is woke AF. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Because only the white family survives. Mm. Yeah. Anime rules don't apply. What? Oh, they look super young, but actually they're 90. How uh, up? <laughs> Let's just linger in this silence for a little while. Should I talk about the Dutch book? Yeah, 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 sure. We have time. So it reminded me, the premise kind of reminded me of this Dutch book I read, uh, which is, I, I suppose the title would translate to something like The the Life Out of a Day. Yeah. Uh, like day, day of the Life, Life of the Day. And um, the idea is like that, that this is this alternate universe in which people can only experience something once and they li- their entire lifespan is like condensed in 24 hours mm-hmm. so you're born then you like get breast milk once and you learn to walk and that's just something they teach you in, in like one sitting and then you go to school once and then you're immediately graduated from university and then you work an hour and then you fall in love and etc like everything yeah. you, you and you only can experience everything once and the point of the book is that if we were able to live such short and condensed lives, every experience would actually be fuller because every experience would be your first and your only. And I I thought that the film was going to make a similar point would be that it seems like it's a horror premise, but actually they are experiencing a much purer form of life by being here in this sort of condensed space where they can completely focus on each other in this paradise basically utopian surrounding yeah and they even say at the beginning welcome to our paradise yeah you know and it lends itself to that if you look at the family ending Mm -hmm. and the sandcastle ending but it doesn't get there no I wonder if that's... I, I haven't read the original uh, source material, so I wonder if it was something in, that they were like, oh, we need to do the thing that they do in the source material, or if he felt insecure about that ending, or I don't know why or when the decision was made to uh, stick with the pharmaceutical angle. Yeah, I think I was thinking about what you said in the car, and it might be true, you know, like maybe maybe there's this show, so much pressure on the M. Night Shyamalan brand that he just needed to get a twist in there. Yeah. Because it has to have the M. Night Shyamalan twist somehow. I will say that it was, it was uh, in that sense, a good twist in that it was nicely seeded and foreshadowed. Yeah. It didn't feel out of nowhere when they were like, oh, we're being filmed and this is all to do with like the pharmaceutical company. I think even a bit to a fault 
where it was hinted almost too much but still it just i think because it was seeded so well when they revealed it they could have spent less time on it yeah like we didn't need to see m night Shyamalan's character filming them then talk then calling the lab laboratory then seeing the laboratory then hearing a speech in the laboratory like yeah. that could have been one scene one and it was like four one scene where you see their names on the laptop screen and like Shyamalan closed the laptop screen that's it or something you know mm-hmm. and even then they sort of miss their mark I feel when, like, when we get to see the lab because I really appreciated actually the, the way that they show the cocktails that they get because mm-hmm. they are given a cocktail uh, when they enter the resort based on their quote-unquote dietary preferences but yeah. we learn later that the cocktails are exper- actually the experimental drugs that they give them I thought that was kind of nice I yeah. appreciated that but then they make this whole panning shot of the lab and all these people working there and there's this display case with this huge lump in there mm-hmm. so it's a sort of fleshy looking lump and I thought ah that is clearly the tumor they have taken from mm-hmm. Prisca's Prisca. Prisca's body you know and I was like ah Nido, and now they can examine a enlarged tumor and see the enlarged cells mm-hmm. and thereby look for a cure for cancer. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I actually appreciate that. I like that they went with that and that that tumor comes back up because actually they sort of take it out without a hitch. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. Okay, that serves a purpose. No, it's about the epileptic woman. That's also fine. Like, good on her that her death wasn't that meaningless. But even then, like you have this, you couldn't, it was right there, literally right there. And then they still veered off in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Just felt off. And then there's this whole discussion that they're having in the laboratory about keeping the mental and the like uh, physical physical patients separate. And you're like, why, why is this relevant? It's just, this film is so long. This episode is also so long. Yeah. I think, in short, what we're trying to say is watch A Cure for Wellness. Okay, I'm just going to say this film is bad. I think that I, my opinion is this film is bad. Might be at the bottom of my films that I've watched list. Like A-list films that pretend to be, that, that purport to be good and well thought out. I think but, this is my least favorite film that we've reviewed. Yeah, uh, might be down there. Because even the bad ones, like Babysitter, Killer Queen, we still really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. And this was just boring. Which is, to quote um, academic Grace Homer, uh, Mm -hmm. the gravest mistake a film can make is be boring. (laughs) On that note, note, I've been Grace. I've been Wouter. And you've you've been been slashed. slashed. Follow us on social media. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.